She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Bookbexies. <laughs> it starts with a TARDIS and then Millennium Falcon. It looks amazing on your boobs, too. Fuck around and find out, I guess, gang. He was in love with somebody else and then saw her across the room at a party and was like, yeah, I'd hit that. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with fucking around, too, but... You are better than this. We just have to hit all the cliches. As usual, we end on an incredibly awkward note. I needed that. <laughs> You're helping the eye water. Thank you. <laughs> What's going on with your eye? <laughs> um, so there's this brand of makeup called Chaotic Cosmetics. And they have a base hard eyeliner palette that you add water and you make it. Well, I made it too watery and I went to put it on my eye and it coated my whole eye green. Like it just tinted the whole eye. Okay. It has been <laughs> slowly been leaking out. Molly, there's the better ways to get green eyes. <laughs> I have green eyes. See? I do too. <laughs> but like, uh, it, it um, it's just been slowly tearing out on its own. It doesn't hurt. There's no harsh chemicals in it. It's a safe brand. I guess I it's just wouldn't just... trust anything that was already called chaotic. I mean, sup? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Uh, uh. So, uh, yeah, um, we are going to be talking about a book that I picked this week. Yeah. That um, I hadn't read, but I just need to give some background. Like, I picked this book. We were talking about, I mean, I jumped in really quickly, didn't I? Fuck me. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, it's okay. Whatever. It's It's been a day. <laughs> We've been having a day, gang, and we'll tell you why in a minute. Yeah, we'll tell you why <laughs> in a minute. So I picked this book, Opposite of Always, by Justin A. Reynolds. Mm -hmm. And the reason I picked it is because... If you're watching on YouTube, see the cover here. It's so cute. It's, if you are it's got listening to our- curb appeal. Right. If you are, like it has shelf appeal. Um, if you have- a, That's the word. <laughs> if you are listening to us uh, on, you know, just the audio on the actual podcast um, and you're not driving, Google this picture so you could see- what the cover looks like but i saw this cover and thought oh my gosh this is awesome this is a, gonna be a cutesy little breakup story and right. this is the progression of their start of their romance up here and then all of a sudden they've broken up and here we go the opposite of always and it was not that's not I, what the story I, was I, about I, at all it was a favorite dream of groundhog's day yeah it was not it was not a breakup story it was uh time travel yeah so anyway um so i uh, <laughs> uh i feel a lot of things can All i give a summary i would love a summary okay <laughs> fuck it's like i haven't been doing this for a year like hey. it's like are you new here like what am We're, i doing um, with my life am i new? Gang, you gotta realize we've have a lot of life going on. Mm. So both of us, um, because of a lot of life, are a little burnt out. So even though it is same book bestie time, same book bestie channel, it is a little less book bestier than we want to be. Yes. If you are a teacher <laughs> or a school librarian like I am, you know what May feels like. So. Hell. Love your shirt. Oh, my shirt. <gasps> what? 
I only saw the Who. I only saw um, the TARDIS. That's why I bought it. Gosh, the Firefly. Okay, so for those not able okay, to wait, see us. Okay, wait. Probably going to lose my nerd card for this, but is the V Star Trek? Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't know. So, that. okay, so it's a, the love shirt. But for those listening, it starts with a TARDIS and then Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. then. The ship from Star Trek, which I'm forgetting the name of it now, so I'm losing my nerd card. And then Serenity from Firefly is the E. Mm-hmm. It, it looks is. amazing on your boobs, too. Thanks. Thanks. It, it's it, a good boob shirt. It's my happy shirt. The shirt makes me very happy. It's a good boob shirt. I'm wearing my vintage 1981 shirt that which says... Which is also a good boob shirt. Original parts right on my boobs. So. That's nice. At least somebody has all their original parts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't have all of them. Some of them have been taken out through surgery, but, you know. Girl they're soon. mostly there. <laughs> all right. Fuck. Summary. <laughs> We're okay, guys. We really we are. I, 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 did, I had to tear the house apart to find my fidget today, but... We're, we're going to be okay. We're, we're filming this on a Sunday. I need to preface this by saying that. And I had Sunday, I, I had church this morning and um, Sunday school, and we were talking about social media and things like that. And I said, you know, social media is fake. I literally film my podcast and make my videos in the only corner of my house that's clean. This corner right here. And uh, somebody asked, what's your podcast about? And I was like, oh, it's about books. And Tom's like, you know, because she's a librarian. I was like, it's really not about books, though. It's a comedy podcast, and sometimes we talk about books. And We tried to talk about books, but God, y'all are killing us here. (laughs) You are killing us here. Do you realize that? We are trying to produce content. Yeah. It's the books that are failing, not us. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like a really sucky co-host this month because I agreed, since you were moving, to to cover all the month. And the first two books we did were ones that are favorite of ours. And then I picked three books that I just wanted to read and... We just, mm. it's just become overbearing. We all know how we felt about Nine Perfect Strangers, our book right. last week. And if you don't know, go listen to last go week's episode, episode because and we had all the feelings. And now we have a lot of feelings about this book, Opposite of Always. And I'm going to give you a synopsis now. Let's try that, shall we? I won't interrupt this time. Well, I'm the one that interrupted. <laughs> Jack King is no one's hero. Appropriately named, he is the jack of all trades and a hero to none. Jack has been in love with his best friend, Jill, since their first meeting freshman year of high school. Unfortunately, Jill is in love with their mutual best friend, Franny. But everything changes when Jack meets Kate at a a party during a college visit. Jack and Kate start dating, but it ends tragically four months later when Kate dies suddenly. But just when Jack thinks his heart will break, he is transported back in time with the knowledge of Kate's fate. His body broke because he fell down the stairs and, like... Yeah. Sorry. Um, He (laughs) transported back in time with the foreknowledge of Kate's fate. What else can he do but save the day? And when he fails on repeat, he continues to relive the day they met until he gets it right. And I just realized I didn't have my bell, and this book needs a lot of this, so... I actually hurt my hand. That, That was painful. I'm going to move it on the other side. And, and we need to get we need, our first sponsor. We need to get bell tattoos. <laughs> I would love to do that. That would be so fun. Hey, you want us to get bell tattoos? Sponsor us. Even one ad. <laughs> <laughs> 
but then we will no longer be hashtag not sponsored. Eh, we'll sneak it in there. I'll be happy about being hashtag not sponsored, sponsored no more. <laughs> That's a um, really long hashtag, but anyway. Okay, well, whatever. All right, so um, before we actually get to the questions, this book... Kate dies, and we find out that Kate has sickle cell, sickle cell disease, anemia. Sickle cell anemia? Well, I wanted to say that, but then Katie referred to it as sickle cell disease. So I'm guessing that's the technical. Do you want me to call her real quick? No. (laughs) No. Um, So for our listeners who are new, we have a friend, Nurse Katie, who is occasionally a guest on our show who is our medical expert. But because I didn't... on, all constantly mentioned. She's on, mentioned every episode. She's like <laughs> our number one fan. She's like the only person that consistently listens to us. Like We appreciate you, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only person besides her that listens That's every week. That's confused with only fans. Yeah. Only right. fan. Yeah. Only space fan. Not the only fans. person that listens to our episodes every single week, besides you and I, is Katie. Yeah. And Tom. And Tom. <laughs> and he's our and, editor. And he has to listen to it or it won't be put together. Yeah. And we lived it, so, you know. <laughs> the only right. people who haven't seen Star Wars, Ted, are the people in Star Wars because they lived it. Lived it. <laughs> um, nice. Nice. <laughs> Always a good time for a hymn and wrestle. It uh, is right. always a good time for it. Fuck, we are way off task. Okay, so <laughs> because I didn't know this book was about a girl dying. <laughs> mine is anxiety. <laughs> um, so uh, because I didn't know this was a book about a girl dying, because I thought it was a book about a breakup, um, I didn't think to have Katie on. And by the time we realized it, it was too late to ask Katie to read it. And also we promised her the next time she comes on, it's not going to be a book no about more death. dying. No more death. Um, we promised her no more death. She actually gets to pick a book. We she gets to her. pick the book for season three that we do. Um, so uh, anyway, I asked her if she knew anything about sickle cell. And she was like, yes, because um, she works at a cancer facility at, yeah. as a nurse practitioner. And so she treats patients. I don't know if she directly t- treats patients that have sickle cell, but in their clinic, they treat sickle cell patients. So She's sickle cell a- a- adjacent. So she did some research for us for some questions that I sent her. And I just feel like I want to go through those things before we start talking about questions. Because if you don't know about sickle cell, it's kind of hard to understand this book. And I don't feel like they did a very good job explaining what sickle cell was in the book. Right. Other than like it could kill her. So um, I asked Katie, (laughs) can you give me a description that's like really easy to understand so I can tell the people on the pod? So I am directly quoting what Katie sent me in response to that question. Funky shaped red blood cells don't carry enough oxygen and get stuck in tiny blood vessels. This causes anemia, which is a low blood count, which can cause fatigue, shortness of breath, and general ill ill feeling. When too many funky shaped cells get stuck in one area, this can cause extreme pain and or clotting issues that can lead to stroke, heart attacks, and possible death. So basically this, what it is, is they're, they're misshapen instead of being circular, like they're supposed to be, they're Mm -hmm. misshapen. And so they don't fit through the blood vessels properly. And that's what causes all the pain that Kate feels in the book. Um, And 
I had asked Katie, you know, can someone, can a 19 year old really die of something like this? Like how likely is that? Cause Kate's 19 when she dies in the book. And Katie said that it's actually somewhat likely because, um, where'd it go? Um, they can die from what's called acute chest syndrome, which is basically like the blood vessels don't go right through the lungs and through the heart. And like, they just die. Um, which seems to be what seems to be what happens to Kate, the way that they describe it. Right. Over and over again, over and over again. Um, Kate talks about it being painful. Katie says it can be very painful. Um, normal blood cells are disc shaped, um, or sort of like a half filled water balloon. They're flexible enough to fit through the small blood vessels. Uh, but people with sickle cell disease, um, some have the red blood cells have a a normal abnormal shape. Under a microscope, they look like similar to a farming tool called a sickle. Which is oh, where they get God, so it's stabbing you. Yeah. Oh when that happens, God. the red blood cells don't bring enough oxygen to the body's organs. And this can cause pain or organ damage. So I asked Fuck. her, what's, one of the things that happens in this book is, you know, how do we treat this? So I asked her what treatments were available. And she gave me a whole list of treatments. And one was just like pain management. But I also asked like what is proven like to be effective um, or like kind of looking like it's on the Mm -hmm. cusp of being the big thing, because that's another thing in this book, like what's going to be the next big thing that can save them. And I have no fucking idea how to pronounce this medication, but at a, I'm going to go look real quick. A It's a V, not a Y. Better at reading meds. Let me see. A-D-A-K-V-E-O. And it's helped with pain, but as far as, Curing sickle cell, there's been talk about using transplant therapies. Adecavo. Adecavo? Adecavo? Sure. But she says there's been talk of doing transplant therapies, but it's still in the infantile state. So there's no like concrete, this is what's going to work. The life expectancy for people with sickle cell is between 42 and 48 years, 42 for males, 48 for females, uh, for the type called homozygous and for the sickle cell hemoglobin C disease, the uh, median death age is 60 for males and 68 for females. Shit. So I mean, it's young. Um, yeah. Oh, I just Googled it cause mm-hmm. I need to know the things. First and mm-hmm. foremost, a Dacavo is a name brand for mm-hmm. a crying TMCA. So no, whatever the fuck that right. means. That's not how you say that. Price, you have to be 16 years or older for this. It is an infusion, and it costs out of pocket roughly a year between 85000 to 113000 per year. Shit. Shit. And if you can't be take that until you're 16 and this affects you your whole life, it, you yep. know, so. And let's that? not even talk about that without insurance. Right, right, right. Um, So one of the things that's talked about in this book here is that um, sickle cell impacts African-Americans disproportionately to other populations. So I had asked uh, Katie if there was a reason that was or what the percentage was. Mm -hmm. And um, one out of every 365 African-American births have sickle cell. Uh, So one out of every three, like, if a baby was born a year, one baby a year, 
but obviously the birth rate's higher but than that. But it's a dormant gene that has to have two active parents, right? Right. So she said that the reason, I mean, there really isn't a reason, but it's simply because they both, that both are, um, sorry, it's an evolutionary trait. It's in response to protect from malaria. And around 50% of the global population live in an area where malaria exists. So that's the reason why. Um, Fuck. And I do know that like when we were going through infertility treatment, because we went through infertility treatment for both of our kids. Um, right. Uh, we Rich, were no offered. your game. No, I'm a mom. There's many paths to motherhood. Word. I don't care how you became a mom. I care if you steal a baby. Don't steal babies. Don't steal like, babies. And don't, don't cut people babies. open to steal babies. Like, that's right. a thing for some reason. Let's not do that's that. That's a thing on Shondaland. Like, I don't know that that really Cri- happens. Okay. Do not commit crime to be a mom. Right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, we were offered the opportunity to take, like, uh, genetic testing mm-hmm. um, because I have a cousin that has uh, muscular dystrophy. So we had the discussion of like, should we have our genes tested? Because the type of muscular dystrophy that my cousin has, Friedrich's ataxia, it is an incredibly rare type of muscular dystrophy. So muscular dystrophy is already rare. It's pretty aggressive too, isn't it? It's very aggressive. Now, when yeah. Brooke was diagnosed, um, the life expectancy at the time was 25. Um, she's in her mid thirties now. Um, oh, and lovely. the life expectancy has changed a lot because, um, when she was diagnosed, she was still a kid and now mm. they've got some, um, more advanced therapies. And, but it, ultimately what, uh, kills somebody with Friedrich's ataxia is that the heart is a muscle. And so your heart gives out. Right. Um, but so we had talked about, do we want to have genetic testing done? Um, and ultimately we decided that we would just raise whatever God gave us, like, it's our baby. It's our child. You know, right. it's, it's a freaking miracle. Like I had two doctors tell me you will never have children that are your own. Like you will I never remember. have. Yeah. So, um, so we were like, whatever cards are dealt our way. Um, and then I, after Sam was born, um, I started having anxiety about it because he's very clumsy. And so mm-hmm. I keep telling his pediatrician, but like, what about my cousin? And he's like, he's a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, now he's got a toddler. He's just now five, like, you know, whatever. So, uh, but anyway, um, there are parents that have genetic testing done to ensure that they do not um, mix genes and cause issues. And Jack's parents actually talk about how they had the genetic marker test run before they had Jack um, and they were not carriers for it. Now, Kate has two siblings and neither of them have... um, sickle cell well my cousin her sister doesn't have muscular dystrophy so even though both their parents have the exact same genes they mixed to make muscular dystrophy in brooke but not in tori yeah it's weird um so anyway so that is all of our medical information from nurse katie and we're 20 minutes in which is probably fine because enough with the heavy let's talk about how this book sucks yeah i was gonna say which is probably (laughs) fine because we have a lot of this to say and um Uh, yeah so yeah i mean but I mean, the I want to jump into the whole genetic testing thing real quick. Yeah. Um, I just finished watching on Netflix. What the fuck was it called? Um, the know, one about really. the doctor that made put his semen in a bunch of infertile women, and I know they're all related. Um, I know what you're talking about. That's disgusting. I can't believe somebody would do that. Um, what the hell is it called? I don't know. 
Anyways, um, it's a movie about this doctor being, it's called Our Father, okay? He's okay. got 50 plus kids. Is it based on a true story? Yes, in Indianapolis. In, in a oh suburb God. of Indianapolis. And this happened from the 70s all the way into the 90s. Mm, he has 50 Lord. plus kids. Mm. So you could be dating your half brother mm. and never know it. Mm. It, it, it. It's just, Mm-mm. just genetic testing in general. Especially in that kind of small rural area mm-hmm. might save you from creating problems in the future. Yeah. Just saying. 23 and me ain't all bad. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also thought about getting the Alzheimer's genetic test. Um, Tom keeps talking me out of it because he's like, you know let's just live our lives. And if we see symptoms, then we should do it. But my family has a history of Alzheimer's Mm -hmm. and my grandfather had early onset, which um, is the genetic type of Alzheimer's. Um, So, and generally it skips a generation. Right. And I was telling one of my brothers that I have some things that like make me worry sometimes that I maybe am a carrier because I have some moments where I forget words, but I know everybody does that, but there's a different type of forgetting words that like, yeah. So Mine's anyway, ADHD. I do that all the time. I couldn't well, remember the word for freaking. Uh, you forgot the word again. Spider web. Oh, yesterday, right, the right, other day. Right. Right. Um, but but it, I I told my brother this, and he was like, "Well, thanks for taking the t- that one for the team." <laughs> you know what? Thanks, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, well, we don't talk about this much, but um, Matt's dad has a variation of um, Alzheimer's and dementia and Mm -hmm. he actually chose to do the testing. He did? Yeah. Matt did? Yeah, because it was part of, it was an option for the 23andMe, the health portion Mm -hmm. and um, he chose to do it. Yeah. Because knowing was more important to him than the unknown. That's how I feel about it. My mom's like... Oh, he doesn't, by the way. He doesn't have the marker. Okay. For those wondering and worrying. I thought maybe he did and that's why you didn't want to talk about it. Like, no, 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 answer, no. But, um, no, um, my mom keeps telling me, well, it'll give you anxiety. I'm like, I already oh, have anxiety. anxiety. It's like, if I don't have it, then I would know not to be anxious about it. And if I do have it, I could start treating it because you can start taking the meds for it at 40. And I'm 40 now. Um, I'm 40. I'm 40. Say it with a smile. Mm. Fuck you, Molly. Um, <laughs> you I had a woman- with a smile when you turn 40, okay? <laughs> I will. You know what? I will. You won't. I will. <laughs> I will. All right. I did we'll have see. a woman in the grocery store like, tell like, me that she had a baby six. at 40. And she goes, no, you know, it's never too not. late. And I go, absolutely you stop not. that. Don't bring that evil absolutely into my life. Anyways, so this book is terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I would use the word terrible. I wouldn't use the word terrible. I think it's If you're cute. comparing it to some of the other books that we read this season, like Nine Perfect Strangers and yeah. The Lost okay. Apothecary, no, this book is no. not terrible. No, what, what I'm saying, this is... This is our bad pancake season, I think. We've had a lot of, like, near hit. You know what sucks, though, is our episodes are so much better this season, but, like, the books we're picking were... You know what the problem is, Molly? I know what it is. It's us? (laughs) It's not. The problem is that we've been picking things that we see on BookTok and Bookstagram. We just need to stay off of it. And trying to do, like, the popular Trendy shit. Yeah, trendy shit. And then we find out that we don't actually like these books. Like, we didn't like Addie LaRue. We need to go I back to really what we like need to do. Peruse the bookstore, Hugo. grab books, and Elden fucking be happy. That's what we need to do. That's what we need to do. 
So Let's okay. So back to the book you picked because of the cover. <laughs> We're gonna get uh, to this book. I swear to God, guys. I, I'm so sorry. I don't know if we will. We may just fuck around. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with fucking around too. So but. I've already told you guys that I picked it because I like the cover. But right. um, like, what did you think overall? You just didn't like it at all. Um, I was confused the first chapter and a half. Because you jump into the very future, in the future, right? Or mm-hmm. in his present or whatever, when he's injecting her with a needle and he's like, you're get- he's getting arrested. And then all of a sudden we just flash back to him at the party. And you're like, I had to listen to that three times. Because mm-hmm. I had no idea what was going on. And I was confused from the get-go. Mm-hmm. From the get-go. And then after that, I kind of started putting it together but if you're just using that section to judge this book and you don't read books past the first chapter if you don't like it you're never going to get the content of this book yeah never um but i found it cute i liked their love story i loved his friendship i love that they had like a um a band that wasn't a band traditional band you know yeah it was a bassist a drummer and a trumpet player not a not a guitar not a bassist. Bass guitar player, a bassist. Like a standing like a, bass. Like a standing bass. <laughs> I mean, it's adorable. It's sort of like a three-piece jazz band. But it's just, it's cute. So, um. I took a real issue with their meet cute. Like, they meet on the yeah. steps and like, oh, whatever. But he's but, at college. I've never heard but, of kids going to a weekend at their future college and then spending time with college kids. I mean, they do it on Gilmore Girls. Like, Again, in real life. I've never heard of it oh. happening in real life. It does happen in real life. Um, but uh, I I had an issue with their meet cute because I think we want this to be a cute little story about how they like love each other from the beginning. But the story starts and he's in love with somebody else. And so right. it's, very, it's very Romeo and Juliet in that way, right? So everybody talks about how Romeo and Juliet is this great love story and they loved each other into into death and like no he was in love with somebody else and then saw her across the room at a party and was like yeah i'd hit that i'm gonna change my mind right it wasn't so basically this when the meet cute happens and he like kate acknowledges the fact that you are in love with your best friend you were blocking the stairs checking this chick out yeah and then he all of a sudden is like what would you say if a guy asked you out and blah 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 and then she's like fine with it no no yeah bullshit flag she's flying her bullshit the 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 winds are sad and slow today so and a lot of the dialogue in this book was super cheesy and like i had to take a minute and think about it because like it is a ya book so i had to decide do i think this is cheesy because it's ya and we haven't read ya a lot recently we've been reading a lot of like adult but i think it's an appropriate amount of cheese for ya i still don't think it is like i'm a i'm a librarian in a middle school and this i can give this book to piper and she'd be love it cheesy piper would love this book mm. i i could tell you it's that really now cheesy it is cheesy i don't know i just thought like like it's intentionally cheesy like mm-hmm. they say you're so corny blah, blah, blah. and i just think the flirting in it isn't even funny like it's I don't know. They're 18 and 19 and they sound like they're going to be seven-year-olds who are going to like go on a date on the playground. 
The author's never spent any time with high schoolers, even when he was a high schooler. Well, you know how, so in the book, Jack talks about how he wants to be a writer, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I honestly think that this is like a story that he conceptualized, that Justin A. Reynolds conceptualized as a teenager himself. Yeah. And then he was like, you know, shopping Just it. developing and, it slowly. I mean, he's pretty young. Um, well, this is interesting in his bio. It says, Justin A. Reynolds has been a pest control operator, night security guard, steel mill janitor, NASA intern, salesman of high-end faucet fixtures, and carpet flooring installer. He was most recently a registered nurse <laughs> for trading in his stethoscope for a pencil, but he likes to think both instruments reveal the heart. He lives in Northeast Ohio. Really? Home to Snow, Lake Erie, and the Cavaliers. Go Buckeyes. Hell yeah. OH, baby. Um, so, I don't know. I just felt like there was such a cheese factor to it that it was very obvious that this was his first novel. Yeah. I mean, I have not my first novel published. I can't say anything. I, all Molly, I can say. Molly. 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 April. I have read. (laughs) I have read. Several of my things. Yes. You are better than this. Thank you. That's, that's, thank you. I know that doesn't help you in saying that you've never been published. You are better than this. This editor, I'm going to blame the editor here because if you have a first time author, you need to hold their hand. You do. Oh, I need an editor. I need an editor so bad. Do you want to be my editor? I'm not no, going to be able to pay that. you. No, 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 not you. I'm talking to them. Oh, okay. Y'all. I'm not doing it. If you guys want I'll to be I'll keep beta editor. reading for you, though. I love being a beta reader. No, no, no. I think it would kill our friendship and our lives together if you and I edited. It would just... It's a power struggle. Editor, mm-hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. No. And I, I think it would feedback. do things to our friendship. For I sure. You feedback. do. And you give me honest feedback. I love your feedback. But feedback on this book is, um, yeah, this book. Yeah. Um, Questions? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Um, There's a lot of cheese and cliches. So what was your biggest bell ringer for this book? Ooh. um, Biggest bell ringer. The best friend is in love with him, and he oh didn't know gosh. she was in love with him, and he's in love with her, and it, it ruins everybody's lives if they're oh, together. So she keeps making faces at him, and he can't read them because she's jealous. Because she really. Why? Jill. Why? Jillian. Jillian. Why? You. Why? If you were that in love with this boy when you first met him, fucking say something. Don't go dating his best friend from childhood. I'm saying. I'm saying. Teen girls. I don't know if we have a lot of teen girls listening here. Teens in general. If you have the feels for a boy, girl, they, them, I don't fucking care. Mm -hmm. Do not go after the best friend. You are Mm -hmm. not getting the person Mm -hmm. you desire. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are not getting a consolation prize. Mm -hmm. You... Are just getting the best friend, mm. girl, and it's just gonna make fucking shit harder. And they, Aunt Molly of, knows. Aunt Molly's mm. done the stupid shit. Mm-hmm. Aunt Molly is done with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Come in, little children. We will tell you how it is. Um, <laughs> I, the there's actually one of the like 
time travel loops mm-hmm. that he talked that he and um, Jill actually do get together. Yeah. But instead of getting with Kate at the party, um, he gets off the stairs and goes and kisses Jill, even though she's still with Franny. And of course, everything blows Ruins up. Ruins Franny's because, life. And- I mean, yeah, of course, everything blows up. Uh, but in that part of the story, Jill says, I always thought we would get together someday, blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. And- why, why would you string somebody else along and eventually, it's another, it's another He's episode. He's our backup. He's yes. our backup. That's exactly what I was going to say. He's got her on the hook. It's another episode of How I Met Your Mother where it's the girl that has, the girl next door that has the guys on the hook. The, well, not right now, but, you know. No, just don't do that to people. I don't remember what it was. But it was talking about how she had her her guy best friend, but he wasn't her guy best friend. He was her backup. He was her Mm -hmm. fallback. And I can't remember what show it was. And I'll re- if I remember, I'll put it in the notes. I'm but- pretty sure that, yeah, there's a, there's, I mean, they do that in Friends. Right. Um, the, uh, Chandler and Monica had that agreement. Chandler's like, if you and I aren't marry- married when we're, I think he says 30. Well, my best friend's wedding's based on that too, right? Right, right. My best friend's wedding is like, the whole premise is Julia Roberts and her mm-hmm. male best friend agree it's- at what... It's a cliche. I mean, it it's a, a cliche. big cliche. Uh, I don't know. So for me, one of the things that really bothered me was like the language in this. Like I, we've talked about before how there are men authors that are not good at writing women. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect example of this. Kate is the cool girl. And Jill is one of the guys. And they Male both writers, use- we're going to have a fucking seminar oh for you assholes. And they both use the sp- expression, jump your bones. First of all. First of all, what high schoolers are saying this expression? This is not an expression high schoolers are saying. This is not. Um, this is not. Unless you were in high school in two thousand and two, and now, yeah, like our generation, Gen Xers are say, or sorry, Gen Gen Xers and Millennials are saying, mm-hmm. jump bones, jump bones, because we said it in high school. Gen Zers are not saying that. No. <laughs> Gen. Alpha they're not saying it. Alpha's not saying it. Like no, no they're not no. saying it. No. And it really bothered me that it was said by two different girls at two different times in this book. No. 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 There was just I just felt the writing of the girl characters was not good. And I feel like the writing of Jack is who Justin A. Reynolds wants to be. And that's or who he thought he was in high school. And that's similar to like what I said about looking for Alaska. Like I love John Green. He's my favorite mm-hmm. author. We've established that. But, like, he did not write Alaska well, and he wrote Miles to be himself. The girls are one-dimensional characters. Mm-hmm. He's writing, he wrote Jack 3D. He wrote Jack's best friend 3D. He and wrote- in a book like this, where the where you're writing a character who's supposed to be, like, the savior of the other character, yeah. you can't write her flat. You just no. can't. No. No. Especially, we have to fall in love with her. We have to want Jack to want to save her. Mm-hmm. We want him to regenerate every time and go, yes, this time is going to be mm-hmm. the time. This is the time right. things are going to be. No, mm-hmm. that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And writing this in as, like, I honestly can't even remember the ending. Because this happens so many times, and we get lost in this story so many mm-hmm. times. You don't know which one is in your memory, is the actual ending. Well, there really isn't one. So, like, what happens is basically, like, the ending that ends up saving her, 
he knows that it's coming. It's the day that she's supposed to die. And he takes her to the hospital and basically barricades them in a room until she has the episode where she goes into cardiac arrest and, and then they come in and save her. Um, but which is also absolutely fucking ridiculous. But, um, but, uh, he says, and like essentially what's an epilogue, he says that this happened 40 some odd times that he raped and we read four of them, I think. Um, and uh, I want to know which ones were thrown out because the ones we got were just not great. I, I, I just, honestly well, thought it, it, he wrote it as a happy ending, mm-hmm. and Sickle Cell's not a happy ending. I mean, true. I honestly thought what was going to happen because of how cliche this book was. The more cliche ending to me was the regeneration where he got with Jill, and what I thought. Exactly. <laughs> what I thought was going to happen, I was like, what? What are you going to do, Molly? <laughs> what I thought was going to happen was she was saved by never having been a part of his life, which is very, very cliche um, and ridiculous. And one and then of he the, lost his best friend. And yeah, and Franny got shot. Mm. Franny got shot because he was wearing a hoodie in a, in a gated community. Which I is, mean, Okay. I don't want to call that a cliche because sadly that should that should never be a cliche. Okay, I'm but- gonna I'm gonna say something controversial and I, I may get hate for this. We do not need all the race cliches mm-hmm. in this book. I agree with you. Honestly, I, 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 I am glad we are highlighting race. I think race is an important thing. To diversity cover. in kids' books is so important. Important. But, but let's have one focus. Right. We have we have shootings. We have um poor health care. We have um Going, living on the wrong side of the tracks. Inequality. Um, Enable to pay. Like, I understand these are all part of life. Being arrested because of color. Um, And, like, a lot of these things were part of my life growing up seeing it. But this story needed one focus. And that focus could have been how disproportionately African Americans are affected by sickle cell. Like, it could have just been that. We had had so many things going on. Mm -hmm. And I get that's real life. Your friend may not have lights. Your friend may... That date may be coming out of jail, but we are trying to focus on so many storylines and so many different hard yeah, it was plot lines. It was it, too it's much. It's just too much. It was too much. Narrow it down, friend. I actually. Down. So I actually listened to this as an audio book. Uh, mm-hmm. Our family recently took a trip. And so whenever we go on trips, long journeys, the boys watch DVDs in the back. We have a DVD player in the back and they listened in their headphones and Tom and I listened to an audiobook and I knew we were doing this for the pod so I was like we're just gonna listen to this audiobook and I made the joke to Tom that this book has such forced diversity that it's almost like a really bad ethnic inappropriately ethnic joke well and it's it, like um, because it because it's an Italian which is Jill mm-hmm. a Latina Latino which is Franny and a black kid walk into a, a school. Like, that's what it's, it is. It's, the it's like Target them. It's like target during Pride Month. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. zero diversity. Is zero diversity. Yeah. Zero diversity in their marketing throughout the store. And then mm-hmm. as soon as Pride hits, we have non-binary, we have trans, we have mm-hmm. people of color, we have all the things. All of a yeah. sudden, we're they very did a diverse. Whole, they did a whole buy, uh, buy from black I love you, Target. Owners. Don't get, me t- get it right. twisted. But I would love to have you as a sponsor. Come sponsor. Right. But um, they did a whole like black business owners thing, but mm-hmm. they only did it for Black History Month, and it's like Which, 
you should be supporting black owned businesses all year. You should be supporting LGBTQ if, all year. You have you seen be- that? Have you seen that meme? That's like, it's from not another teen movie where it's like, he's says, what's up my fellow teens. And it's like, the, it's an old guy, right? Yeah. It, it's, um, um, it's, uh, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Well for pride, I saw one that was like all the what's companies. Up my gays? Pri- <laughs> what up my fellow gays? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like this to me, it was just all kinds of forced diversity. And, and like, I, this is coming from somebody as a children's librarian. I am a huge advocate for um, diversity in literature. There's actually an organization. I'll link it below. Please support them. Mm-hmm. It's called uh, We Need Diverse Books. Like that's the organization. Which we do. And they called themselves what their mission is, right? We need diverse books. And one of the things that we talk about in children's literature is how important it is for kids to see mirrors of themselves. Well, it's mm-hmm. equally important for kids that are white to see kids of color doing things that are just like normal, like right. they're just humans. Like we don't need like to have them playing people. basketball. Um, like they can just be people, you know, regular people. What a concept. Um but this book, to me, jumped on a diversity train that was like, I'm going to put in everything. We're not just going to have people of color, but we're also going to have somebody with health issues. Do you issues remember in the late have, 90s? It's just crazy. When, um, the late 90s, early 2000s, when United Benetton had their We Are Color ads and mm-hmm. like paper t- it was like, it was, I remember first seeing it when it was on TRL because like they had these big ads in TRL's background, and it was United mm-hmm. Benetton, and they had multicolored sweaters on multicolored people. Mm-hmm. But come to find out, they had had like slave labor issues, oh, and they were gosh. trying to cover up all that shit. It was just. Now, I don't want anyone to be listening to this episode and this be their first episode listening to us and be like, who are these girls? What are they? And who the fuck do they think they are? Okay, we, we, are, we, we are allies and advocates here. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. reason we are saying this is because if you go back to our other episodes, you will hear us talk about how much we believe this is a part of education. It. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is a keystone in book besties right. us thinking of needing diversity. Right. The problem, we're not saying this book is a problem. I mean, it is a problem, but it isn't a problem. I just don't think he handled it well. And I think what it is, is he was like, this is one one shot to speak for my community. And I get that. And, and I get that. And knowing that he came from a nursing background, and maybe he worked with yeah. kids that were had sickle cell. Maybe he has a family member that has sickle cell. Mm-hmm. He Justin A. Reynolds is an African American man, um, and so maybe that's what inspired him to write this. I think that the important thing to do in this book would have been to draw attention to the fact that it disproportionately affects African Americans. Yeah, and they do talk about that in this book. But and in talking about how insurance doesn't cover it, it right? Like the right. cost of medicines. If we're going to talk about sickle cell, let's fucking talk about sickle cell. So let's talk have, about medical prices in general. Right. Right. Have you read the book Five Feet Apart? I saw a movie. Okay. So I read, <laughs> ironically, I read the book Five Feet Apart right before COVID hit and we were talking about being six feet apart. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, wait a minute. It's five feet apart. I just read that book. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, that book draws specifically, and there's diversity in the book. One of the characters is Latina, Latino. Why do I keep mixing this two up? They're not the same. I understand that. Um, one of the characters is Latino and also gay. Um, and the the main nurse is African-American. And so there is diversity in there. But what the focus is on is the medical side of it. Like this is affecting her as a person that has, um, I just fucking forgot what five feet apart, what disease she had. It's a um, lung, it's um, 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 not mesothelioma. Fuck. 
Um, I cannot believe I forgot what it's about. I cannot believe that. Uh, hang on. I'm Googling it. People are just getting cystic fibrosis. There we go. Yeah. So the focus is on the but medical. But CF diet. kids can't be around other CF kids. That's right. the problem with this movie. And the focus book. is on that medical issue. The thing is that having a medical issue like cystic fibrosis or um, muscular dystrophy or sickle cell, it already makes you othered. Like you yes. are already outside of what is typical so, as a teenager. Yeah. Right. So that would have brought the diversity to the book without it needing to be this cast of characters that are all, you know. I, 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 um, I don't have any more words. Let's go to the next question. I just, I just I feel like we're beating a know, dead horse. I just want people to know that I'm not racist. Like I feel like we're I'm not racist. Not, God, I hope you guys session. know we're not racist. That's not what I want. I want diversity in kids' books. I we I I beg for it. Yeah. Um. So is Jack a good hero for Kate? Hmm. I don't know. I think he's the hero she gets. I think fair. I think. Did you want more reincarn re re regeneration? No. I oh, think. I think the definition of hero was in Jack's mind. Mm -hmm. I also think all of this is just a fever dream after he fell down the stairs and he is just dead. <laughs> well, that went dark. That, 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 that's my opinion here. I, I don't think he ever actually relived any of it. I think when she, she first dies and he falls down the stairs and he breaks his neck and he's sitting there fading out, I think this is just his brain fixing his ending. Okay. Sorry. I, I that was, was really tragic and I think dark. it was really interesting that the time travel hurt. I don't usually, you don't usually see that in time travel. Because dying hurts. Well, yeah, that's fair. Um, did you have a favorite time that he went back to try to save Kate? I like the one where she got to go to prom. And she like they all were, a couple of them, but yeah, like yeah. when they were all friends, and like she got to know the friends, and like her parents, he knew the parents, and mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that, that was, was my favorite too. That's probably mine too. Um, did you have a least favorite? The one where he was with his best friend with Jill. I hated the stupid. one with him with Jill. As soon as he started, like, what it was like, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. stop that it's funny I was actually listening to that while I was driving to work because Tom didn't actually get to listen to the whole book with me um, and uh, I was listening to that one on my way to work and I was like oh here we go I knew this was coming I knew it was coming we just had to hit all the cliches Yeah, had to hit all, all the cliches all of them um, I wanted to know since you listened to this as an audiobook and so did I um what did you feel about the the audiobook narrator? Oh, I liked the narrator. He made me like the book more. I don't I know if I would have liked it in print as much as I liked it in the audiobook version. I, I thought he was a really good narrator. I think he did a really good job capturing Voice was Jack's appropriate voice. for age, I felt mm -hmm. like. I thought so, too. But this is the big question for you. What did you think of the voice of Jack? Not the audiobook, but, like, the voice, because this is told from his perspective. For his age, it was immature. I thought so too, especially somebody who's I don't going know to college if, and is 
I don't know if it was because he was sheltered as a kid. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was because his parents were older and he was more sheltered. I don't know if it was because he always had um, his best friend, the man, the... Franny. Franny. Because he always had Franny protecting him. I don't know what kicked off the whole um, bit about that. But the, the immaturity level is just, it's hard to ignore. For a high school senior, he is very immature. Yeah. He's very immature for a high school senior. Yeah. And, and it's Kate just, is very mature, and she was a year older, and so, like... I like, they made weird. them feel, it felt like a very, um, very, like, bigger than the one-year gap between them. It felt like mm-hmm. a much bigger gap. Like, she was 22, yeah. 23, and he was 16, which yeah. was also... I have a problem with this. Jack is in high school. Most mm-hmm. high school boys are 18, mm-hmm. maybe 17. She's mm-hmm. definitely 19, 20. That's not appropriate. <laughs> She was a freshman, so she was 19, maybe 18. He was a senior, and he was 18. I don't see that big of a problem with it. Um, but, but if... I'm going to play devil's advocate here, but if this was a girl and a boy in the opposite way... I wouldn't see a problem with it. 18 it, and 19 is so similar. But but the age gap. It, say she's underage. Then we're talking about a completely different story. It's inappropriate. I just feel like... It but they weren't. Neither of them were underage. I think that's why it didn't bother me. I just think it's weird know. that it's a YA book when it, it probably it's... could fall under new adult. Honestly, if the language were more mature, if the writing was better, this could I have fallen under I bet that's why it's YA is because of the writing. It's because of the writing. Yeah. It's the writing. Um. Okay. Uh, so the format of this book, I, I know you didn't I didn't get to see book. it. Um, it. Basically, I'll show the... Uh, chapter headlines give me a second oh there isn't one okay well um all of the chapters are like named like funny things so the first one is how to save no one right um but they have if you listen if you listen to the audiobook there are like headings and subheadings yeah which you do not is. actually get in the book right so i, I thought that was an right interesting here. choice to do that in the audiobook i um i don't think the format is anything to write home about I guess there is, um, hang on. Let's see if I can just back up playing it. There are, no, no. It's playing, I'm sorry. I was trying to pull it up. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I, I don't think there's anything about this that's like, we got to write home about this. See, like it's like you can see yeah. on Audible, hashtag not sponsored. Yeah. You can see how it's broken down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's anything in the format of this book that's like, special no um so you actually put a question on this list and that was that the setting was vague even though they talk about the area in detail did this help or hinder the story um i actually don't think the setting was that vague i i i was struggling to picture the setting what's interesting to me is that i hadn't read his bio and Mm -hmm. i was saying this feels like cleveland or toledo like, it feels like a Midwest town to me. It, 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 well, it felt Northeastern to me, but I, like, I kept picturing, picturing Pennsylvania. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking Southern Detroit, PA. Detroit, but uh, it, it just, Toledo, um, Cleveland. It just was really, and I understand he kept 
giving landmarks. But unless mm -hmm. you're from that area, these landmarks mean nothing. He's talking yeah. about these. It's just. It felt vague to me yeah. as an outsider. And, and I, I don't think that that would have changed how I felt about the story. I think in general, I was just not going to like the story. I went into it thinking it was about something completely different than what it was. And we haven't talked about this on the pod before, but I don't actually like time travel books. No. <laughs> so um, the, we, time, we uh, the Time Traveler's Wife is one of her least favorite books, I think I can of say. Of all time. It's of all absolutely time. disgusting. It's awful. It is one of my least favorite of all time. He goes back in time and gives himself a blowjob. And I was out. I was out. That what happens in chapter two. And I was like, done. And I really wouldn't have finished that book had it not been for the fact that it was part of my book club. Because I was like, nope, done. Out. She hated that book. And I know they're she making it into it. a like either a mini series on it's HBO an Max HBO or a movie. Max. Is, yeah. I do not put it on the pod, Molly. Like I won't. I will. I'm, I will I'm punish just gonna you. watch it. I oh I know. Oh I know. <laughs> Don't worry. I have um New historical fiction I'm going to sneak on. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine, guys. She's going to read it, and we're going to all love it and accept her. It's okay, guys. The only time travel book that I've ever really liked, besides Outlander, which, I, you know, is really just smut, um, I really liked the it book. Is. I really liked the book, um, All Are Wrong Todays. Today's or tomorrow's? All Are Wrong. I don't think, I think I know that one. All Are Wrong Today's. Tomorrow's? What is it? All Are Wrong Today's by Elon Musk. Day. <laughs> is that uh, a pen name for Elon Musk? That'd be funny. It is weird. not a pen name. It came out, uh, I don't know how long ago. It came out in 2017. I read it maybe 2018, summer 2018, and just like, it was just really good. It was well written, and I didn't want to put it down. But I don't really like time travel books. I right. think they're pointless. I, uh, this <laughs> I really was very much Groundhog's Day, and mm -hmm. and they even reference it in there, oh. it, it, which makes it air quote meta, right? But mm. the whole point of Groundhog's Day was Bill Murray's Bill Murray's character learns to look outside himself, and right. it's about personal growth. That's the whole mm -hmm. point of that book, right? We're not getting a personal growth story here. All he wants to do is save his girlfriend. It, but he doesn't really want to save his girlfriend because of, of her. He wants to save his girlfriend because of her. It just doesn't work. The elements don't work together. There are so many different bits of this book that are beautiful by themselves. And mm -hmm. it's just keep them separated. Make different mm -hmm. books. Something. Just they don't work. Yeah. No me gusta. Molly, I don't think we should ever let me be in charge of picking books for a month again. It's just not. This is no, not you well. saved my ass. You have to do that. But it's hey, what's going to happen if I have to save your ass and do it that way? I don't know. I'm going to be mad. You're going to just put historical fiction on there and then I'm going to stab you. <laughs> do it with a smile at least. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you have any more questions? I don't have any more questions. I think we should talk about next week. If that's okay Let's with you. talk about next week. All right. So, besties, um, I have some big life stuff going on right now that I'm not prepared to talk about on the pod yet. Um, so other than business, telling you. Be honest. Huh? It's none of your damn business right now, honest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> other than telling you that I have big stuff going on right now, I, I can't disclose any more than that. No. So, um, so, because I have all this stuff going on, 
we're kind of needing to do some things that we don't normally do, which is we're going to need to sort of take a break. So next week, we're actually going to be doing what we're calling a quick take on on the book Cersei. Cersei. Um, so it's by Madeline Miller, and the intention was for us to do a full episode on Cersei. However, Molly and I are be struggling. Honest. Let's be honest. If you're not into mythology... It's not the book for you. It, it, there's You have to have the whole history and you got to be really into mythology and know all the players of mythology hell even the mythological fiction reading like uh um odyssey Odyssey. you need to have that in your i mean to be fair i used to teach the odyssey i actually am enjoying enjoying cersei but i am as well but i also was a mythology kid growing up right but i was obsessed with it what we've decided is it's just not a good book for our podcast. It's like not. it's not a book that we can actually sit around and make jokes about and like laugh and ring our bells and do the things. Because it's, it's just so not that niche. kind of book. It's so niche. Right. It is such a niche book that Right. If you're not a fan of mythology, you're out, man. And my understanding was that there was like this great epic love story in there. And maybe it, I'm just thinking of the follow-up book she wrote son of achilles but i I just anyway so what we're going to do next week is we're going to do a quick take on cersei and then molly is going to treat us with some of her writing um tbd on what that will be um i have a good idea of what i'm gonna read but we need filler gang Mm -hmm. and it's original content instead of us doing a revisit so we're gonna do that for next week and then we will wrap out um our season two with three books in June. So what Molly and I have decided to do for June and July is to do like cozy, beachy, like things smut. you can see by the pool. Like we're talking Shh. smut, guys. We're talking smut. It, it's it's going to be pure joy. Yeah. Your heart's going to be racing. We're going to like it. And if we don't like it, you're going to find out. Yeah. And so because June is also Pride, we're going to do three LGBTQ books in June, and then we'll do mm-hmm. traditional romance uh, in July. I hate using that term, traditional romance. It's not really what we're talking about, but um, hetero, I guess. Hetero romance? Yeah. Heteronormative? Yeah. Um, and uh, that's what we're going to do for June and July. August, we'll go back to like the traditional, like. Yeah way we do things but but you'll be in season three by then y'all yeah season three actually kicks off in in july july um we have some fabulous guests coming up for season three i cannot even like i cannot even contain my excitement we are just going to i mean it's just going to be amazing so i can't wait for you guys to to hear it Yes. So many. And we're gonna we're gonna be talking to some influencers and just like i mean it's gonna be great so please don't leave us when we no. take these weird episode breaks. No, because we're, we're going to have some of your favorite bookstagrammers on. And we are. you know very well you're going to want to hear yes. them. And um, indie authors. So, um, yeah. So don't give up on us. We just need a short break because it's some some things are happening. So I need to I need to handle life right now. Yeah. And that's um, okay. Yeah. You're well, allowed to you. have a life. Thank you. I, I honestly feel incredibly guilty about this because I don't Absolutely like. Absolutely fucking no. I don't like advertising that we're going to cover something and then we don't cover it. So, right, and well, okay, look, besties, we're doing you a service. We're not going to give you a shit tiny episode. We're not, we're going to be honest with you. We don't think this is content. And mm-hmm. instead of it's us not. just cutting it, we're going to finish reading it. We're going to yeah. give you three quick takes each. And then we're going to jump into my story. Yeah, I legit feel like 
Cersei is a good book. Like I am enjoying the book. I'm not mm-hmm. saying don't read it. It's just not good content for our pod. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's it. Um, so anyway, I don't have anything else. Molly? I got nothing. All right. So as usual, we end on a incredibly awkward note. Um, <laughs> but around, find out, I guess, gang. We're awkward here. Whatever. Um, anyway, uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April, not those of anyone else. Today's book was Opposite of Always by Justin A. Reynolds. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins. And music is Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com.